One day I was making cornbread and I realized on my jiffy package that it said lard was in it. it made me upset. Eventually I found some vegetarian jiffy and I was fine, but it made me curious as what else had hidden pork products in it that we did not know about. There's a lot of things, unfortunately. Let's get into it. Welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to another episode of Jacob Seed Podcast. As always, I am thankful that you have chosen uh, to rock with your boy, Yerma Yahoo, right here on Jacob Seed Podcast. Listen, um, don't forget to stay tuned to the end of this podcast to learn how you can be a part of the podcast. So you can also be, you can be a guest on the podcast. Your voice can be on the podcast. Your questions, your comments can be on the podcast and answered as well, um, as well as how to support this podcast as well. All that will be at the end of the podcast. So please stay tuned. Also, um, if you haven't already, uh, please follow us on social media. Um, the direct podcast page is on Instagram only at Jacob C12. And my personal um, social media is Yahoo 15 That's on Instagram as well as Twitter. So pork products are in just about everything in this country. And I mean just about everything. <clears throat> And uh, other countries that are abroad also have products of unclean animals, but specifically in this country of the United States and uh, particularly North and South America, there are a lot of things made by or incorporated with pork products. And we're going to get into some of those so that we can become more aware of what we're digesting, what we're wearing and what we're allowing to touch our bodies. So before I get into uh, the podcast, I want to read part of Leviticus chapter 11 because I want to make clear while, why it's important that we know what we're eating, what we're wearing, and what we're allowing to touch our body because the Most High has given us instructions on what are clean animals and what are unclean animals. And the unclean animals, not only should we not be eating them, nor should we be touching the carcass of those animals, which means the dead parts of those animals. If that animal has died, uh, we are unclean when we touch them. Now, uh, the Leviticus 11 also describes that even if we touch a clean animal in its death, it is also unclean, but we can wash ourselves off and we'll be clean into the evening, into the evening, excuse me. Um, but those unclean animals, if we are to eat them um, and there's some specific that if we eat them or touch them, we are cut off uh, from even being a part of the family of Jacob. So let's get right into it. Let's uh, get our Bibles out. If you're driving in your cars, uh, don't do that because you need to drive. Uh, but if you're sitting at your home, sitting at your office, at your desk, wherever you may be, and you have the access to a Bible, get your Bible out and turn to Leviticus chapter 11. And we will begin at verse number one. And it reads, And Yahuwah spoke unto Moshe and Aaron, saying unto them, Speak unto the children of Israel, saying, 
These are the beasts which ye shall eat among all the beasts that are on the earth. Whatsoever parteth the hoof and is clove footed and chew the cud among the beasts that shall ye eat. Nevertheless, these ye not eat of them that chew the cud or of them that divide the hoof as the camel because he chewed the cud but not divide the hoof. He is unclean unto you. And the coney, because he cheweth the cud, but uh, but divideth not the hoof, he is unclean unto you. And the hare, because he cheweth the cud, but not divideth the hoof, he is unclean unto you. And the swine, though he divide the hoof, he and be clove footed, yet he cheweth not the cud, he is unclean unto you. Or their flesh shall ye not eat. And their carcass shall ye not touch. They are unclean to you. I will repeat chapter 8 or verse 8 one more time. Of their flesh ye shall not eat. And of their carcass ye shall not touch. They are unclean to you. So and also if you're wondering what these animals are. You can um, obviously we know what a swine and a camel is. But we may not know what a coney is or a hare is. You can definitely Google those things and Google will show you the pictures of what those animals are and the modern terms of those animals as well. I'm not going to tell you on this podcast because uh, one of our models here is to seek out truth. I don't want I don't want uh, you to be a lazy Hebrew. Um, I want you to do your research. Um, So I challenge you to research those things on your own. Google those things on your own. Let's move on to verse number nine. It says these shall ye eat of all that are in the waters. Whatsoever has fins and scales in the waters, in the seas, and in the rivers, them shall ye eat. And all that have not fins and scales in the sea and in the rivers, of all that move in the waters, and of any living thing which is in the waters, they shall be an abomination unto you. Um, And this is important because we have a lot of um, different, uh, what do you call them, um, different pills that help us uh, lower cholesterol and all these things. And some of these are um, omega fatty, omega, omega three fatty acids, fish oils. We should really be asking our um, our doctors and also the pharmacist what kind of fish are in these pills, because if that if that's a kind of fish that does not have scales and does not have fins, then you you can't take that pill because that is an abomination to you. It is an un clean animal and we cannot eat it we cannot digest it and we cannot touch it um yes this thing gets pretty deep and a lot of those fish that have that that do not have scales and fins could be in some of those omega fatty three acids as well as some of those fish oils um so it's important to ask your doctor and your pharmacist exactly what fish is made up of these um oils and these omega three fatty acids let's uh, continue to verse number uh, and i will also say um i'll get to that later just saying that our enemies are very slick when it comes to um producing stumbling blocks for us and tripping us up but we'll get to that in a second let's move on to verse number 11 it says they shall be even an abomination unto you ye shall not eat their flesh but ye shall have But ye shall have their carcasses in abomination. 
Whosoever hath no fins nor scales in the water, that shall be an abomination unto you. And these are they which ye shall have. I'm sorry. And these are they which ye shall have an abomination among the fowls. They shall not be eaten. They are an abomination. The eagle and the ossifrage and the osprey and the vulture and the kite after his kind. Every raven after his kind and the isle and the night hawk and the cockle and the hawk after his kind and the little isle and the cormorant and the great isle and the swan and the pelican and the gear eagle and the stork and the heron after her kind and the lapwing and the bat. All the fowls that creep going upon all fours shall be an abomination unto you. And remember that an abomination means that the most high hates this thing. He hates that you do this thing. He hates that you eat it. He hates that you touch it. Do not eat it. Do not touch it. And again, um, you can go to Leviticus chapter 11. Obviously, some of these things are not called this stuff now. Obviously, a vulture is still a vulture. An eagle is still an eagle. An owl is still an owl. Um, but some things like the cock owl or the um, the gyre or the lapwing, um, you can Google those things and it'll show you pictures. And it says of its kind. So anything that's like it as well. Um, and you can also see a family tree of those birds, a family tree of those different kind of fish. Um, and as we get into the things that crawl upon the earth, Google will also provide you or whatever search engine you're using. Um, you can find it on the Internet. It will also provide you the family tree of these things. Um, that's why mostly when it comes to meat, I stick to fish and chicken. And there are some out there that say that chicken are unclean as well. But if you actually go to the section of these birds uh, between verses 13 and um, it looks like 17 of chapter 11 of Leviticus and you look after their kind and family tree, you see that a chicken is not a part of that. Um, so a lot of people would say, oh, well, a chicken has to be unclean because I've seen this video where a ch I saw a chicken eating some worms and I saw a chicken eating its own feces and I saw a chicken eating this and a chicken eating that. Well, there's also videos of cows and sheep um, eating other live animals. Uh, you can look that up on YouTube and we know that those animals are not unclean. Um, living out in the country, one thing that I've learned um, is that if you put anything in front of a hungry animal, it's going to eat it. It doesn't matter what it is. It, it's just going to eat it. Um, but the things that are unclean are always going to be unclean. The things that are clean are always going to be clean no matter what. All right. So don't let no crazy person tell you that you shouldn't be eating your fried chicken wing because that's an unclean animal, according to Leviticus chapter 11. Um, you tell them to do their research on that. And you also do your research on that, too. Just don't take my word for it. Go and do your research and look up the family tree of these birds and of these fish and um, of these ground animals that we're about to get into, uh, starting at uh, verse number 20. So verse number 20, it says all fowls that creep going upon all four shall be an abomination to you. Yet these may ye eat of every flying creeping thing that goeth upon all four, which have legs upon their feet to leap with all upon the earth. Even these of them ye may eat the locust after its kind. So there goes that word again after its kind. 
the bald locust after his kind, the beetle after his kind, and the grasshopper after his kind. But all other flying, creeping things which have four feet shall be an abomination unto you. And for these ye shall be unclean. Whosoever touches the carcass of them shall be unclean until the evening. And whosoever beareth out of the carcass of them shall wash his clothes and be unclean until the evening. The carcass of every beast which divideth the hoof and is not clove footed or cheweth the cud or are unclean unto you. Every one that touches them shall be unclean. Whatsoever goeth upon his paws among all fours of the beasts that go on all four, those are unclean unto you. Whosoever touches their carcass shall be unclean until the even. And he that beareth the carcass of them shall wash his clothes and be unclean until the even. They are unclean unto you. These are these also shall be unclean unto you among the creeping things that creep upon the earth, the weasel and the mouse and the tortoise after his kind, the ferret and the chameleon and the lizard, the snail and the mole. These are unclean to you among all that creep. Whosoever doeth touch them when they be dead shall be unclean until the evening. And upon whatsoever any of them, when they are dead, doeth fall, it shall be unclean, which means um, whatever it touches while it's dead, it becomes unclean. Whether it be any vessel of wood or remnant or skin or sack, whatsoever vessel it be wherein any work is done, it must be put into water and it shall be unclean until the evening. So it shall be cleansed. And every earthen vessel whereunto any of them falleth, whatsoever is in it shall be unclean, and ye shall break it. Of all meat which be eaten, that on which such water cometh shall be unclean, and all drink that may be drunk in every such vessel shall be unclean. And everything what, um, what upon any part of their carcass falleth shall be unclean, whether it be oven or ranges for pots. They shall be broken down, for they are unclean and shall be unclean unto you. Nevertheless, a fountain or a pit wherein there is plenty of water shall be clean, but that which touches their carcass shall be unclean. And if any part of their carcass fall upon any sowing seed which is to be sown, it shall be clean. But if any water be put upon the seed, and any part of their carcass fall upon thereof, it shall be unclean to you. And if any beast of which ye may eat die, he that touches the carcass, therefore, shall be unclean until the evening. And he that eat of the carcass of it shall wash his clothes and be unclean until the evening. He also that beareth the carcass of it shall wash his clothes and be unclean to the evening. And every creeping thing that creep upon the earth shall be an abomination. It shall not be eaten. Whatsoever goeth upon the belly, and whatsoever goeth upon all four, or whatsoever hath more feet among all creeping things that creep upon the earth, them ye shall not eat, for they are an abomination. Ye shall not make your sleeves abominable with any creeping thing that creepeth, neither shall ye make yourselves unclean with them, that ye shall be defiled thereby." For I am Yahuwah, your Elohim, 
Ye shall therefore sanctify yourselves, and ye shall be holy, for I am holy. Neither shall ye defile yourselves with any manner of creeping thing that creep upon the earth. For I am Yahuwah that bringeth you out of the land of Egypt to be your Elohim. Ye shall therefore be holy, for I am holy. This is the law of the beast and of the fowl and of every living creature that moveth in the waters and of every creature that creepeth upon the earth to make a difference between the unclean and the clean, between the beast that may be eaten and the beast that may not be eaten. So we see here in Leviticus chapter 11 that the Most High makes a distinction between the animals that we can eat and the animals that we cannot eat. Uh, we see the animals that pretty much live on a farm that we can and cannot eat. We see the animals that live in the water that we can and cannot eat. Uh, we see the animals with wings that we can and cannot eat. And then we also see the animals um, that live most of their lives on the ground that we can and cannot eat. The most important part of this whole thing is the part in um, verse 8, which I'll go back to um, verse 8 of chapter 12. And it says, of their flesh shall ye not eat, and their carcass shall ye not touch. They are unclean to you. And in some parts, he says they are an abomination unto you, which means he hates it. And so, so what's so important about Leviticus 11 and why is it important? It's important because um, I believe, and this is my opinion, I don't think that it's an accident that pork products are in pretty much everything um, in these North and South American continents, um, all the way down to even the brushes that we use on our heads. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, the brush, the brush bristles that you use on your head, um, unless you get the, like the long plastic one with a little ball tip that some of uh, some of our women use. Um, unless you're using one of those, those bristles are made from hog hairs. If you did not know, a hog is just a wild pig. It's a kind of a pig. And we see in Leviticus 11 um, that we should not eat any unclean animal, that animal or any animal after his kind. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to break down everything and we're going to stick to swine, um, but also check to see um, in your food products as well as your medicine to see what kind of unclean fish, uh, to see what kind of other unclean um, animals are in those products, um, because we know that we are scattered to the four corners of this earth. We're not just in North and South America. And there are some strange things going on. Definitely stranger, uh, stranger things in other nations that's happening than in this nation, because we know some nations have um, cat and dog products in their things. They have horse products. Um, in their things, they have eels and other different sea creatures, uh, uh, sharks and all this other kind of crazy stuff that they use um, for clothing, for medicine, for food um, and so so on and so forth. But on this episode of this podcast, we're going to particularly um, hone in and zoom in on the pork products because there's pork products and a lot of things that I don't think people know that pork products are in. So the key to everything really is if you can find something that says vegetarian on it it's, or vegan on it. I prefer vegetarian because some of that vegan stuff is just nasty. I'm sorry if you're listening to this podcast and you're a vegan, 
Uh, may the most high bless you, but I, that's just not my speed. But if you have something that says vegetarian, for instance, when I go to the grocery store, when I buy my beans, because I know that most bean products, for whatever reason now, it makes no sense, have lard in it. And that's a that's that's a part that's a part of uh, that's pork. That's a pork product, lard. Uh, I don't know why it needs lard in it, because the vegetarian beans that don't have lard in it taste just fine. So I don't understand. Um, and we'll get to why I believe that there's a lot of pork product in this nation um, in the first place. And if you're listening to this podcast and you don't know anything about Leviticus chapter 11, this is your first time hearing this. Um, just know that the ceremonial laws when it comes to um, or the or the clean and unclean food laws are not done away with. I know that in Mark, um, I, I forgot which chapter it's in, but when 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 the most when um, Yahusha is having this discourse um, with the Pharisees about his disciples not washing their hands before they eat bread. Um, somewhere down there in parentheses, it says, thus making all food clean or thus he made all food clean in parentheses. The problem is that although that that, that what, what that says in parentheses is in some of our modern translation Bibles, the ESV, the NIV. Um, what else is out there? I don't I don't really know what else is out there. The the ASV and all these other um the, the Amplified Bible and all these other translations. The issue is some modern uh, translations like the scriptures, the uh, the scripture Bible, as well as the Sefer Bible, as well as um, the Tree of Life Bible. It's not in there. But more importantly, it's not found anywhere in the original English manuscripts, whether it's the King James Bible, the Bishop's Bible the great Bible or the Geneva Bible. You will not find that verse in uh, Mark at all. You will not find those words. Why wouldn't you find those words in those, uh, those original manuscripts? It's because it was never there. It's not true. That's just an another, that's just another attempt by the, um, the Roman Catholic church. And when I say Roman Catholic church, I mean all Christian denominations, because whether you believe it or not, as a Christian, you are part of the Roman Catholic Church. Um, I don't care if you are Protestant. I don't care if you call yourself Episcopalian, Kojic, Baptist, Lutheran, whatever it may be, Presbyterian. You're still part of the Roman Catholic Church. And they have found some sly, slick ways on how to change the scriptures. And that is also um, uh, prophesied in Daniel where it says that they will seek to do what? change times and laws um so that's exactly what they do and they're very slick about it um they add and take away things in the bible if you read some of the niv bible uh, some verses are even taken out and obviously some of these modern bibles you look uh, especially in mark where it says he makes all things clean some verses are added in um so off my soapbox back to the nitty-gritty what food products have pork in them so we're going to um, start with the bare essentials, the bare minimums, right? So we're going to look at gelatin, syric acid, L-cyane, lard, and rennet. And what those things, so these are some of the basic ingredients that's in the majority of our foods right here in the United States of America and foods worldwide. So why are these things important? First of all, gelatin. Most of you may know about gelatin. But gelatin is a colorless, flavorless, odorless ingredient 
Again, colorless, flavorless, odorless. So why does it need to be in food? It doesn't. Just another slick way to trip us up. Um, it's a colorless, flavorless, odorless ingredient that thickens liquid. It's commonly made for the um, connective tissue skin and bones of pigs and cows. Jello, certain ice creams, puddings, gummy candies, marshmallows are just a few of the common foods on the market that contain gelatin. And gelatin is spelled G-E-L-A-T-I-N. Peanuts are often coated with gelatin to help the salt or other um, seasoning stick. You might also find it in ingredients of some vitamins, um, some medicines, toaster pastries, beers, and wines. Look for vegan, like I told you, this, this, it, the, um, I'm getting this from uh, reference.com. So it's also telling you to look for vegan options or items thickened with pectin or agar agar instead of uh, for pork for pork-free alternatives. So you want to look for things that say vegetarian, that say vegan, or that say pectin or agar on it instead of gelatin. If it has gelatin in it, um, more than likely it has it has pork in it. Now, some places do use uh, fish gelatin. And how do you know that this stuff is clean? So one thing um, that's pretty cool is that we also know that Jewish people do not eat pork. So what they do is they send a rabbi out to all these big name manufacturers, right? And they actually observe what's put into some of these foods. And if these foods are found to be kosher, which means there's no pork products, there's no fish products in it that have um, no fins and no scales, uh, they will uh, mark that product with a U or a K. And they will sometimes put a circle or a star around that product. So if you look on some of your packages, it's a majority on candies, uh, cereal boxes, uh, and majority in the products that's in those middle aisles. So, you know, you go to the store and you have your outer aisles, which has your produce, um, which has your um, meats and it has your dairy on the outer aisles and you go on the inner aisles. It has your sauces, it has your cereals, it has your snacks and your, your chips and all that stuff. When you're shopping for all these things, make sure that you look for um, the U, the K, and sometimes they're circled and sometimes they have a star on it. And that'll let you know um, that these foods do not contain any unclean animal products. All right. So moving on. Steric acid. Steric acid is made from the fat of pigs, sheep, or cows. It is a fatty acid that is solid at room temperature and a melting point around 158 degrees Fahrenheit. It's often used for making cosmetics candles and soaps and you say why is this important no one eats soap no one eats cosmetic products and no one eats candles well we just read in in verse number eight of leviticus 11 um, that you are not to touch the carcass of these things so any any part of this animal that is dead we should not touch it so obviously in order to um, su um, subtract the ceric acid from these animals it has to be a dead animal Thus, now you're touching the part of a dead animal. Any animal product that's in food or that's in, um, in this case, cosmetic candles and soaps, obviously, it's something that's dead. Um, going on to L-Syene, um, commercial breads, bagels, tortillas, pie shells, pizza dough, and pastry commonly contain L-Syene. This amino acid is used as a dough conditioner. 
It reduces mixing time by breaking down the proteins in the dough. It's frequently derived from hog hair. It may also come from bird feathers or human hair, which are also unclean things. We're not to eat humans. There's a lot of birds we shouldn't be eating. Lard is a hidden secret of many bakers who love using it to make their pie crust extra flaky and crisp. It is often found in other baked goods and refried beans. You may find that some chefs like to cook using lard in place of butter or oil. Lard is refined pig fat, gross as heck. It can come from any part of the pig. Oh, good. Oof. I'll say that again. It can come from any part of that pig. That's gross. Yes. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that's gross. Um, high grade lard comes from uh, visceral fat found inside the loin and around the kidneys. Ugh. And it may also come from the fat back. Lard rarely adds pork flavor. For example, in baked goods, it typically adds a buttery taste. That's gross as heck. Uh, the last thing is rennet. Some some hard aged cheese like gorgonzola, gorgonzola, parmesan, perpet, uh, man, I can't pronounce these cheeses, y'all. Uh, Romano, Papricio Romano, <clears throat> and Garna Pando. So if some of y'all hang out at a uh, deli, maybe y'all can correct um, correct me here, but I do not know the pronunciation of some of these cheeses. Best thing to do is to check the package for that U or that K. Also, ask the person at the deli or wherever you get your cheeses or look and, look and read the ingredients. And listen, don't be afraid to stand there and Google every single ingredient that is on that cheese packet or whatever other packet. You know why? I've done it. I still do it. If I can't pronounce something on those uh, packages, I'm about to Google it and I'm going to see what it is, what's in it, because I'm going to try my best not to eat food that is unclean for me. Um, obviously, it's easy not to eat bacon because we know that's from, you know, we know that's from a pig. We're not about to eat no fried alligator because we know that's unclean. But again, sometimes they are slick with it. And obviously, as you've read, they will put rennet and lard and L-cyane and syric acid and gelatin and candies and makeup and candles also in baked goods uh, to trip us up. These are stumbling blocks, ladies and gentlemen. And we need to do a better job, if you're not already, of reading the ingredients in um, the packages and the food that we eat and also some of the products that we use because it's not just food that these uh, swine products are in as we're about to read here in a second um, but they're in a lot of things so let's get to the hard part of this right so this was hard for me because there's a lot of things on this list that I not necessarily had to give up but I had to change brands and as you know, if you get used to a brand of a certain brand of food, um, sometimes it's hard to switch because sometimes you have to just give that food up altogether because some of these brands out here, just they're not the same as your favorite brand. But coming into this truth and realizing that it's more it's more about pleasing the most high than satisfying my flesh and my taste buds. And I want to endure to the end so that I can be saved. So I'm going to keep these laws, statutes and commandments the best that I can while I'm living right here on earth. So um, there's about 40 different things that you probably didn't know that a pig product is in. 
that they use pig products for in this nation of the United States of America and more than likely in most countries, especially North and South America. So um, I'm getting this from Daily Mail. So the first thing is chemical weapons. Now, most of us are not going to be around chemical weapons. So it this uh, this doesn't pertain to us. But because of the pig similarity to human tissue, um, the armies and armies around the world um, use live pigs <clears throat> or sometimes dead pigs, but mostly live pigs to see um, to see how they would react to different chemical weapons. Ice cream. We just read about this gelatin regulates the sugar in ice cream. So check your ice cream packages to make sure that there is no gelatin in it. So you can, you can either read the ingredients or you can also check for that U or that K as I spoke of on that package. Even if the U or K is on there, I still double check to make sure that there are no ingredients in there that are just weird and unclean. Fertilizer made from processed pig hair. So make sure that when you read the package of your fertilizer, all right, um, if you have a garden or you have a farm, uh, make sure that that fertilizer um, is from clean animals or from compost. So from fruits and vegetables or from just different um, trash around the area so that you're not touching pig products. You're not touching a carcass of a pig, a uh, low fat butter. Check your butter packages, beer for the, all y'all who drink beer. Gelatin is in beer, a uh, fabric softener. Why would they put pig product in fabric softener? Fatty acids from bone fat give it its color. So now you're trying to soften your clothes. All of a sudden, now your clothes is mixed with pig product. You wearing pig on you. Plant, uh, paint brushes. Not only paint brushes, but also hair brushes are made from pig hair. Um, so what I have done, I've thrown all my brushes away. And I am uh, ordering vegan brushes from Amazon. Also, those you have to check, too, because anybody could put vegan on there. How would you know it's vegan? Uh, make sure you read the um, read the comments because there's people out there that are really, really vegan and serious about not touching any animal product whatsoever. And they're going to do their research probably more than you are. So just read those comments and be diligent in that um, when you buy your hairbrushes. Or, like I said before, you can get those hairbrushes that are um, plastic and have that little ball tip on it. Um, if you're a female, uh, but for the male, unless you have some long hair, that's not really going to help you. Um, if you are, if you have a beard like myself, um, I'm bald, so I don't have to worry about the hair on my head. But the beard, I am. Those brushes are not going to help me. So what I'm doing, I'm just buying a vegan brush off of Amazon.com. Gelatin is also in your fruit juice. It absorbs the cloudy, the cloudy elements to give clear, to give clear drinks. It's in shampoo. Fatty acids from the bone fat are used to give them a pure-like appearance. It's in the candle. We just read about that. It's also in bread. Protein from pig hair is used to soften the dough. It's in a bullet. A bullet? So you loading up your bullet, you don't know that you're touching dead pig parts. You're loading up your gun, I mean, and you don't know you're touching dead pig parts. So bone gelatin used to help transport the gunpowder or into the casing. And they use pigs for a lot of things. Medicine tablets. Gelatin is used in the shell to give it its hardness. So if you um, if you ever seen those like gel tablets, um, pretty much anything that's jelly is going to have gelatin in it. 
uh, for the most part. But make sure you read those ing- uh, ingredients. So you, uh, so add, I think Advil, Tylenol, um, a lot of your um, health products uh, like your vitamin E's, some of your pearl um, peels, they have like a jelly um, outer shell. Those have some of those have gelatin in it. Um, medicine also has an ingredients, an ingredient tab on their bottles as well. So make sure you read that and see what's in your medicine um, because they put in the stuff in our medicine as well. Washing powder, excuse me, washing powder. So fatty acids from the bone fat harden the substance. So I don't have no comment for that. It's in washing powder. It's in paint. Fatty acids from bone fat increase the gloss. So you painting your walls, you just, you know, you just leaning up against the wall, not knowing that you touching dead pork product. It's in the tambourine. Ah, not the tambourine. So you in the congregation, uh, you in the studio, whatever it may be, you banging the tambourine, having a good old time, not knowing that you touching the carcass of a pig. It's made from the pig's bladder. So it's not talking about the symbol part, but it's talking about the um, the drum part of it. So the part that you beat. And there's a lot of tambourines that don't have that part on there as well. Um, so just get a tambourine that doesn't or read the ingredients or get a I'm sure there's a vegan tambourine out there. So if somebody finds a vegan tambourine, um, let me know. Call into the show. 901-374-74. Uh, leave your voicemail and leave. Um, where you found this vegan tambourine at. Because some of us like to play tambourine. Hey, I don't want to take that from somebody. It's in wine. Oh, man. Now, listen, I love my Stella Rosa. I'm not a huge wine drinker, but when it comes to Stella Rosa, and I know some of y'all ladies out there love the Moscato. So check, make sure you check the ingredients of the wine and make sure there's no gelatin in the wine. All right. It's usually in the clear wines. It's in paper. Oh, bone gelatin is used to improve stiffness and reduce moisture. It's in soap. It's in corks. Listen to this. It's crazy. It's in insulin taken from the pancreas as closest to the human and chemical structure. So you trying to keep yourself healthy because you have diabetes and they put in pork product in your insulin. Check with your doctor. Check with your pharmacist to see if there are alternatives to where there are not any pork product in your insulin. Um, it's in yogurt. Pig bone calcium is used in some yogurts. It's in cigarettes. Easiest way to not um, to not have pig products in cigarettes because ain't no vegan cigarettes. Stop smoking cigarettes. Um, it's in photographic film. Why are they putting pig products in photographic film? Bone, again, there it goes. Gelatin acts as a bonding agent on the film sheet. Listen, the easiest way to combat this is get a digital camera. I know some of the film cameras, they may look better and it's cool to develop film and all that good stuff. Just get a digital camera, all right? Um, it's in some of the dog treats. Um, so it's not a sin for your dog to eat pork products because they're not Israelites. But it is an abomination in some cases, and at the worst, it's going to make you unclean to touch that dog treat. So make sure you're getting either vegetarian or vegan dog treats for your dogs, or again, check to look for that U or that K, or just read the ingredients and Google those ingredients to make sure that there's no pig products in it. 
Let's see what else. Uh, it's in moisturizers. So fatty acids from the bone fat is used. Um, it's in crayons. So make sure you get you some vegan or vegetarian crayons. Is that a thing? I don't know. Again, call into the show, 901-374-74. It sounds crazy that they would have some vegan crayons, but I'm sure it's probably out there. Let me know so the viewers can know. Uh, it's in some of our shoes. Listen, y'all. Not only do we find, so so it, it says bone glue is used to improve the texture and quality of the leather. So we know that if you have some suede shoes, you're touching pork, uh, you're touching swine. If you have um, leather shoes, more than likely you're touching swine. If you're playing football, more than likely you are touching swine. Um, if you are playing baseball, depending on the kind of ball, sometimes you could be um, and basketball as well. Sometimes you could be touching swine. Now, some of these things are made from like um, cow hides um, or different things like that. And it's not made from the pig. But we know for sure that the football, they call it the pig skin. It's a pig. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. It makes you unclean. Although there are remedies for, for making yourself clean again. Uh, for the most part, we just don't want to touch these things because um, the importance and this is what I didn't go over. The importance of being ceremonially clean is so that, number one, your offering can be accepted by Yahuwah and you can join into the congregation um, with your brothers and your sisters. Um, you cannot be around them if you are unclean, because if you touch something that's unclean, then whatever you touch becomes unclean whether that whether that's an inanimate object or a human being right um that's why it talks about um if you go on further in leviticus it talks about um the woman that's on her menstrual cycle so it's not the woman herself that's unclean but it's the blood um that is running out of the woman that is unclean so let me make that clear when we talk about the menstrual cycle in the Bible, a lot of people want to make it sound like it's the woman that is unclean. So it's not the woman that is made unclean. It's the blood that is unclean. And because the blood is touching the woman now, um, whatever she touches, whatever that blood touches is also unclean. But we know now um, in modern days that um, they have different devices to where the blood doesn't even come out of a woman's body now. It's it's stopped and soaked up um, before that happens, and it's not touching her outer skin, nor is she touching it. And if she touches it, obviously she's going to wash her hands, wash her body, and then in the evening um, she is clean again. Back in the day they had what's called a mikvah. So if you go to Jerusalem these days or any pretty much where anywhere in Israel and there's a synagogue, you'll find also there's like this this usually like this deep hole with steps in it. And what our ancestors would do to clean themselves, they would walk down into there. Um, they would derobe. They would clean themselves off um, before their evening prayers <clears throat> and before the evening service at the synagogue and at the temple. And that would make them clean so there are, there are ways to get yourself clean again so you're not forever unclean but um as a rule we just don't want to be touching wearing or eating any unclean animal let's continue it's in the toothpaste now i have not checked the ingredients of my toothpaste nor have i looked for the u or the k on my toothpaste um but now finding this out as soon as i get done 
With this podcast, I will be looking at the ingredients of my toothpaste, looking for that U and the K, and if the ingredients happen to be pork products in it, that toothpaste will be thrown away, and I will be paying whatever it needs to be paid to get some vegan or some non-pork product toothpaste. Um, It's in glue, it's in your face masks, it's um, in energy bars, it's in cream cheese, and whipped cream, and we know that it's in a lot of our candies. So the moral of all this is be vigilant um, and check everything, check everything because apparently pork is in pretty much everything in this nation. And I said, um, before in the beginning that I have a theory on why, um, pork is in most things in this country. I could be wrong, but this is my theory. My theory is that they have learned just like Balaam in, um, in the book of numbers, how to curse us, how to keep us in a perpetual state of um, of being cursed. They've created stumbling blocks because they know our enemies. Unfortunately, some of them know this word and know the Torah and know the scriptures better than we do. So they found devices and use ways to keep us down because they know that if we as a people Uh, Turn back to the Torah with our full heart and really begin to follow the laws, statutes and commandments and hold to the testimony of his son, Yahushua Hamashiach, our salvation, who will one day return for us again, that there is no nation that can stop us because then the most high will heal our land. He will begin to um, draw us back to our land and we will reclaim what is ours and the world would know who we are. And all the people who persecuted us. And man, that would be that would be a great day. But as long as we're in these nations and the leaders of these nations know who we are, they will find stumbling blocks for us. As stated in Revelations chapter two, verse 14, it says, but I have a few things against you. You have some there who hold the teaching of Balaam who taught Balak to put a stumbling block before the people of Israel so that they would eat food sacrificed to idols and practice fornication. So just like Balaam taught Balak, I believe that whether it's fallen angels or just our enemies reading these scriptures, they have taught themselves and they have taught the people that come after them how to create stumbling blocks for us. Um, And that sometimes leads to, yes, as it says in Revelation, sacrificing food to idols and as well as practicing fornication, but also putting unclean animals in products that doesn't even make sense. It doesn't make sense to put lard in cake or to put lard in Jiffy cornbread. It doesn't make sense to make a hairbrush out of the hair of a hog. It doesn't make sense. Um, to uh, put it in candles or whatnot. And then other nations are using other unclean animals. So whether it's uh, camel hair, whether it's a rabbit's foot, um, whether it's snakeskin shoes, what's the purpose of snakeskin shoes? We're not supposed to touch it. You're not supposed to put that stuff on. Whether it's leather coats, um, whether it's uh, a fox 
you you got you got you got uh what is it some people around here wearing furs that are from foxes and from rabbits and um from all these unclean animals that's wrapped around your neck that you ain't supposed to wear wear this nation tells you that if you do it uh, you're now you're a part of a a certain echelon of a certain class and you're accepted no these things are unclean they are not abomination and the most high hates that you touch it that you eat it and that it uh, have any kind of relationship with it. We are to be holy. Now, I know a lot of us have made this word holy to be uh, some magical word, but it just means that we are to be separate and set apart. We're not supposed to look like or do what the other nations do. So I was in, uh, and I'm almost done, but I was in uh, my break room at work. And me and another brew were talking about the things that we don't need or don't wear, don't do anymore. And a Christian man was sitting right next to us. And he said, man, you guys are sure enough strange. And I took that as a compliment because the scriptures say that we will be a peculiar people. People will we will be we should be so holy. I'm not saying that I'm there because I'm not there because I'm not like Elisha who can raise people from the dead or like Paul who can lay on top of somebody and breathe life back into their body. And, and when my shadow passes over people, their their sickness and their ailments are not healed. So I'm I'm so far away from what the prophets and the apostles were because they they truly knew what it really meant to be holy and separate and set apart and not to do what these other nations do all the way down to reading the ingredients on labels to make sure that you are not digesting you are not wearing and you are not touching unclean animals all right at least it's not in your um it's not in your products because it will make you unclean I mean, it's not about touching unclean animals. It's about touching the carcass, which means a dead unclean animal. So now that the animal is dead, they have put a part of that dead body in your food, on your brushes, in your toothpaste, um, in your jiffy cornbread, uh, in your cakes, um, in your gummy bears. They in there. That's nasty. All right. It's an abomination. It makes you unclean and the most high don't like it. So let's do a better job of reading those ingredients. Um, let's do a better job of being a holy people. It's okay to be strange because the Bible says we are peculiar people. It's our, We ain't supposed to look like them other nations. There's supposed to be a clear distinction between the Israelite and everybody else. So again, as always, seek truth. In this case, read them labels. Uh, live it out. Don't touch that stuff. And tell everybody else um, about it. I love y'all. Thank y'all again for listening to this podcast. Like it, share it, review it. Um, Shalom. Thank you for listening to another episode of Jacob Seed Podcast. We ask that you subscribe, like, and review, as well as share this podcast on whatever platform that you're listening to this on. Have you ever wondered how to be a part of the show? You can call in to the podcast voicemail at 901-300-7474. Leave your comment and question, and we will play it on the next episode of Jacob Seed Podcast. 
Also, if you go to our Instagram page at JacobC12 or the host page at Yermayahu15 on Instagram or Twitter and press the link, you can find ways on how to support this podcast. You don't have a social media account? That's perfectly fine. You can go to linktr.ee forward slash JacobC12 to find more ways on how to support this podcast. We thank you. We appreciate you. We love you. And remember, seek truth, live it out, and inform others. Shalom.